Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. All right, who's on right now? I'm on. I'm on. Who's seeing your pond? Xavier's on. Pepper's on. All right, seeing your pond? Mark's failing at trying to get on. Who is it? Mark. He doesn't know how to type it in properly. I'll help him out in a second. So who's this? Is Seth? Yeah. We've got Seth, Xavier, and uh, Dean, are you on? Yep. Oh, we'll just wait for small people. Out of school today, guys. School was good. You know, just did a bunch of school things and school life and school rain, so it was pretty fun. That's all right. Make sure you all have your Bibles with you. Got them. Very good.
All right. Waiting for a couple more. Waiting for Marky. Got another couple callers here. Okay, they will be on. What's Marky having trouble with? Yeah, he's having a little bit of trouble. I don't know why, but the, the code isn't working for him. So my dad and Larissa are trying to help him out. All right. This is north and central Orange County. Oh, that one left. The one hung up. Uh, who can get to the line? We've got to... I got a California on there. Who's California? And then it's either me or Mook. No, Mook is Mook seven seven seven. So who is California? One of them is you, but there's another California on. Who is this? Is it Danielle? I don't know. Yes. Who's north in Central Orange County? I am on. Who's this, Mark? Yes. Okay, we got Senor Ponce, north in Central Orange County, which is uh, Mark. Hello? Hello? So a lot of static. Who's at, who's speaking right now? Can anyone hear me? I got a catch. Yeah, we hear you, Mark. Are you still on, X-Man? Yeah, I'm still here. All right, so the other California hung up. We got to find out who's... It's, it's Mark. He's trying to talk. He can't Mark. hear us. No, Mark's uh, Mark coming up again. I could hear him clearly. I don't know what was going on with him. Xavier's reconnecting right now. Uh, Xavier, it disconnected him. He's reconnecting right now. He's hanging up on me. It's, I finally got through right now. Okay, I need everybody to identify. I got a California online right now. Who is this? It's Danielle. I switched phones. Okay, good, good. All right, I'm back. All right, cool. All right, well, you know what? Um, we've, we're going to go ahead and open up in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you that the word is true, Father, that you've given us an inheritance, Father, that you've, given, that you've made us your own possession, Father, for your praise and glory. And so, Lord, we, we thank you that you enter in 
that you bring about your will, your purpose, your direction, Father, for our lives. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we open our hearts and minds to receive from you that we may grow, that we may move forward in the things that you've called us into. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Well, I'm not going to wait any longer. It's already about almost 10 after. And uh, I want to thank you guys for getting on and being on the line here with us. And I'm going to ask, I've asked you all to read uh, Ephesians 1 and, and uh, to go through some of the verses because I believe that the book of Ephesians is a book of, of warfare, it's a book of love, it's a book of peace and unity, but it's about those things that we do when we're in the kingdom of God. And so as we begin to read this prayer, I'm gonna, uh, everybody here is going to be a participator. We're not going to, to uh, weasel out and just say, well, now, you know, whatever. And we're not going to accept canned answers. You know, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna go in deep and everything and, and break into this, this verse here because what it does when he says that I pray that the, our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, would give us a, a spirit of wisdom, a wise spirit, along with revelation that comes through knowing the Messiah fully. But I like what it says at the beginning in, in, in verse 12. It says, that, it says that, that in the Messiah we were chosen and we were predestined according to the purpose of the one who does everything that he wills to do. And that's in one version, but I'm going to read it in, in, uh, in another version here that we're a little more used to. And uh, it says, in him we've obtained an inheritance being predestinated according to the purpose of him who works all things after the counsel of his own will. And what I like about that is that he's, he's declaring that those things which were spoken of in times past concerning you have already come to pass. Because in him, we have been made heirs, having been chosen beforehand in accordance with the intention of him whose might carries out everything in the design of his own will, so that we would be devoted to extolling his glorious attributes, we who were first to fix our hopes in Christ. And so what happens is we're at that place now where we begin to pray, and God has told us that he wants to make known his will. He says, we've heard of the word of truth, the gospel of salvation. When you believed in the Messiah, you were sealed with the promise of the Holy Spirit. So see, inside of you, you, ha- you are sealed already. With, with the Holy Spirit and the promise of what? To understand who you are. Because it says the Holy Spirit who is the guarantee of our inheritance until God redeems his own possession for his praise and glory. So you were sealed with the Holy Spirit so that you, everyone in all of creation will know that you're his. He says, so what he says, he never stops giving thanks or mention in prayer. So here's the prayer. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the most glorious Father, would give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Now, why, as you prayed, I've asked some of you to pray that prayer. And, you know, you can answer once, that way I'll know, you know. But as you've prayed that, has anything in you uh, opened up? Pardon me? Who's that? I know somebody. Were we all trying to answer? 
Well, so repeat it. What did you, I, I cut off? Okay, well, as you've prayed this prayer, what has happened? Is there is anything changed in you? Has, has, uh, and I want you to be honest, because sometimes what happens is we, we read, but we really don't pray. Because we, uh, how many know what are the five things we do with the Word, or a few of the five things that we do with the Word? Read it, pray it, uh, tell someone about it, teach it. I don't know the fourth. I don't know the fifth one. What's meditate on it? Well, it is true. We we pray the word. We meditate on the word. We confess the word. We confess the word. We read the word, and we study the word. Those are five things that we do with the word of God. And and so as we come into this word, it's a life changing experience. And so as we begin to pray, and and you know how many times we're supposed to pray this prayer? A day? What do you think? I would say two times. One when you wake up and one before you go to sleep. All right. Is that that what you do? No. Okay. Now, let me ask something. let's, Let's go here. What do you think, Danielle? As you've read this prayer, what does it say to you? Sorry, I was unmuting it right now. Um, I think that it's really... Um, well, for for me, what it does is it, it continues the, the renewal of my mind daily. Yeah, right on. That that's That's one of the things that happens. It is true. And so I like what you said, that for you, it's what it does. Because see, what it does, it it doesn't, you know, God will give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the recognition of him. See, the wisdom and revelation comes how? In recognizing who he is in your life. See, so that's an accurate answer because it goes along with that prayer. Now, Mark, as you read it, what, 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 what did it do for you? It kind of brought me back to when when Jesus was alive, and when we pray the Spirit over ourselves, it's like you're walking in. Like, everything you say, it's what he had. So it's as if we're walking as if we were Jesus. Okay, but how does it re- relate to you in particular? It relates to me like, maybe I can try doing something what the Lord did, like, I have the strength. I have the wisdom. I have everything that it says in this prayer. Okay. But how have you been applying it or have you? Um, I'm just trying to give wisdom to other people. Okay. So, yeah. How? how? Um, whether in different situations that they're in. Um, for example... The after-school program that I go to, um, this student that goes there, she was kind of in a bad situation, and I wasn't really familiar with things that she was in, in, but I know it was something that I was able to help her, and slowly but surely, we came to a conclusion, and uh, we ended up praying about it, and I think that that's what I was doing. Okay. All right. And someone's got something to add on this. What 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 you know, Amuki, what what have you done? What is it? Has this 
as you pray this, what does it do to you? Um, what it does for me is pretty much brings me back to, you know, bring my focus back on what what it is I'm supposed to be doing, what it is I'm called to be doing at the particular time. Uh, so it brings me back to a place of getting back on track, being focused, having my mind renewed with the things of God and not necessarily, you know, kind of just washing out all the garbage that the world has brought in and bringing in the things of God and putting my focus back on what's important, reaching people and, and you know, being in worship and, and counting the things like that and putting myself back in that place of getting into his presence rather than finding myself going away from it. Good. I appreciate that honesty. Um, let me ask you, and I, I'd like you guys to participate because I'm being quiet because what we're going to do, why do you think why do you why do you think you're not on fire right now? Well, for for me and this is Danielle. Um, for me, I think it's. At times, there's been times where the enemy has come in and shown a counterfeit and of and allowing those those counterfeits to almost take place of of the realness that God has, and that could be in anything in something as easy as watching TV instead of getting in the Word, um, which one provides more fruit and. I know for myself, a lot of times I've I've let the counterfeits take the place of of what God has. Yeah, that that's one of those things. What do you think, Xavier? Um, I just I don't think there's actual desire for it. In all honesty, um, you don't really like want it because if we wanted something. Out, you fight for it, go after it as much as we can, and no one wants to do that. Well, it's not good. I'm not saying like we we should condone or anything, but it, it's that's just kind of it, no one really has the drive to actually go do it, and that includes myself. I just don't always have the drive to go. Do Now, if you were standing before the Lord and he asked you that, would you answer the same question the same way? If I, I would answer it even more so because there's not like I could lie to him or try to trick him. I'd probably answer more truthfully. Now, let me ask a question, and, and all of you feel free to answer this. If you have the choice, To, um, okay, let me just make give you. Did you remember Jesus told the, told his disciples to get on the boat and to get out to the other side, and he'll and he'll 
he'll catch up with them later, and he went off the prey. And uh started getting windy. You know, there was a, they called it, a, the Bible calls it a gale storm. In other words, there was just a lot of wind, and the water was a little choppy. It wasn't like a major raining storm, but there was just wind, and, the, and it was choppy. And it seemed like they were rowing and rowing and rowing and rowing and rowing, and it was like, gosh, it was taking so long to get to the other side. And Jesus was praying and watching. And he wasn't watching like, let me see if they're going to sink or swim. I'm going to watch them, and then, you know, I'll go over this at the last minute. But watching meant that he was praying for them, and he was making sure that they were safe while, they, while all this was going, that all the things were right. And uh, at some point, Jesus got out and started walking on the water. And they were calling out to God, and he showed up on and walked on the water. They freaked out a little bit. They thought it was a ghost, and then he came in. And uh, as the answer to their prayer, he got in the boat. And the Bible says that the boat immediately got to the other side, so there was a miracle. But, you know, in life, it's the same way. You know, when we're, it, it represents our relationship with God. And and it, it's a prophetic stream of of what is occur, what is occurring in our life is that God is equipped us with his word, with everything that we need here. And sometimes it seems that in life we're just rowing and rowing and rowing and rowing. And we call out to God, but we call out to God really not expecting him to show up. We just call out, you know, because it's a half-hearted faith thing. And then when God shows up, it freaks you out, you know, or it's like, oh, thank God or whatever. We're not really expecting anything more. And, and, you know, at any point, the disciples could have jumped out of that boat and tried to do things on their own. But they, they, a window into their heart was when everybody wanted to leave, he said, hey, are you leaving? He said, we left everything to come to you. There's, no, there's nowhere to go back to. And sometimes in life, it seems like we're rowing and really not growing. And this prayer, I really believe, keeps us out of that because Paul says that he kept making mention of the Ephesians, the, the church of Ephesus in his prayers. He says that God may give you the spirit of wisdom and the revelation of, of the recognition of him. In other words, we're supposed to grow and recognize him in newness all the time. And would you all say that the reason you're not on fire is because you really don't want it right now? Mark? Oh, I'm sorry. Um, say that? Wait, I'm sorry. Repeat that. You're chopping up on me. Chopping up on you? Is that because I'm picking on you? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, um, so we got the skills of two Californians. Okay. What would you say? Would you say that you're not on fire because at this moment you don't want to be? I would say that. And I don't really have the urge, like... For example, if I were to get something new, yeah, I totally want that. But it's not the same with the Lord for some reason. I I don't know why. I, I just haven't made it a priority. Okay. Uh, before I ask anywhere, how many kind of uh, identify with Mark? Little D? <clears throat> um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say I identify with him. Uh. For me, it's more. It, it it's kind of like 
the irony there with you know me being evangelist it, it's more people with me um, a lot of times I've been allowing my frustrations to get the better of me when it comes to people and it it hasn't put my fire out but it's definitely you know toned it down a bit and it, it's it's not something that I would I would say I would relate with Mark but it's for me it's something that I'm having a struggle with people um not everybody just you know certain people and uh I've been letting my frustrations get the best of me with it okay and why would your frustration with people be taken out on you your relationship and, and the fire. Because that's been getting in the way of it. A lot of the times I, instead of, you know, necessarily releasing it, it's been something that, you know, I've kind of just pushed to the side. So in that sense, it's affected my relationship with the Lord with that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who has another take on why? the desire or maybe it's not there. What do you think? I think one of the things that it could be is that, and this this goes for myself as well, is that sometimes because of the way things have unfolded, you really just don't trust God. Okay. So that that's a, that's an honest answer. And yeah, you, so, you guys can't see my face right now, so I'm gonna be completely honest. <laughs> now let's let's ask let's let's go a little let's let's look at that. How many how many here can identify with Danielle? That it's that it's also a trust issue with God. How about you, Seth? We haven't heard from you. All right. I'm just trying to find the radar, but apparently that didn't work. Sorry. Finding what? Um, nothing. Um, I don't really have that issue because I know God isn't going to tell anybody because he already knows. So if he already wanted to tell anybody, he already would have. So I, I don't really have that trust issue. But I don't know, I kind of have an issue with, I don't know, I, I guess it's kind of like the more logical side of me. If I can't see it, I don't feel like I'm actually talking to someone. So, yeah. If you don't see it, what? I don't feel like I'm actually talking to anybody. Okay. Can I help you with that one right now? Sure. Put a Bible on a chair and start talking to it. Like if, like if it's the father, <laughs> that would make sense because it, and it becomes tangible. Yeah, because it's his, it's his word. Yeah, I never thought about it doing like that. You know, eventually you could even hold it on your lap when you're talking, as you're actually as you're reading. It really helps your faith. I, I mean, you know what? And, and I heard that in a. And there's been times in my life I've had to do that as as I have it in my lap. Because it is true. You do 
and the devil come to you. You're just talking to the air. He's not there, you know. He'll even rhyme like that. Yeah. But does anybody else feel like that, like Danielle? Maybe life is taking a turn and you're thinking like, wow, man. Oh, this is God and me. All right, well, let's just keep going with that. And now let's, let's just think about that. This is why that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and recognition of him. The things that have happened in your life, Danielle, or anybody else who's out there, as God gives you revelation of who he is, would Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit allow you to go through the issues that you've gone through in your life without, number one, being there, number two, giving you those things that you need because he says, in the recognition of him and opening the eyes of your understanding so that you would understand. Because the circumstances in your life, as you begin to have a higher revelation and the spirit of wisdom, as you recognize him in situations, he allows that the eyes of your understanding to be opened or to be enlightened. My question would be, what trans... Does it make sense? that as we begin to pray and spend time with him, that you would have had those answers, Danielle. Yes, that absolutely makes sense. And the reason, I'm not saying, can I tell you guys something? As I bring up these answers, I'm not saying, you're wrong. This is what you, you know, uh, it's nothing like that. What happens is bringing us back to a place so that we can begin to move forward with God without reservation. Do you understand what I what I mean what I'm saying that, you guys? Yes. Yeah. Danielle understands. I, I've got like five other people that haven't responded. Yep. 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 Missing one. Yeah, you all understand that. Okay. The reason I'm saying this is because In our lives, there's got to be, you know, when you pray this prayer, there's got to be a place and when you're sincere with the Lord and you're seeing this, that God begins to reveal himself to you. Can I tell you something? He's going to reveal himself to Seth in a different way because he'll show up in a, in, in a manner in which he has to answer to a person who has logical uh, unbelief because that's what it really is. It's logical unbelief. You may have to answer Xavier that way because Xavier is very logic-oriented. So he's going to have to show up to deal with logic and belief. And unbelief, I don't care if it's bathed in logic or in a shroud of logic, it's still evil because the Word of God says that that unbelief in the heart is evil. He defines it as an evil heart of unbelief. And we've got to get rid of that part of us that gets in the way of faith because it's impossible to please God without faith. So if you approach him and you say, Lord, you know, if you're really not believing, you say, God, your, your promises, 
and I'll pray that. Father, I pray that, 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 that my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, that he may give me the wisdom and the revelation of recognition of you, that the eyes of my understanding would be enlightened for knowing what is the hope of his calling in my life and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance to the saints and what the exceeding greatness of his power to me who, who believes according to the working of the power of your might, which he wrought in Christ Jesus, raising him from the dead and set him at the right hand of heavenly places, far above all principality and authority and might and lordship and every name that is named, not only this age, but in the one that's coming. And he put all things under his feet. So if they're under his feet, they're under my feet. And he gave me to be the head over all things. And that I might be in the body and the fullness of him who is filling all in all. So as I begin to pray that, I, I, not, I begin to realize who I am. I begin to realize who he is in me. And I begin to realize how much power he has given me to be like him. And so as you begin to pray, you, I, I don't want you to take a prayer and just say, uh, okay, the, the, the God of Lord Jesus, Father, glory, and give me the wisdom, the wisdom, the revelation, the recognition of him, the eyes of understanding, the enlightenment, for all knowing what the hope of his calling and glory in me. I, I don't want you to do that. I want you to really take time and chew it and say, God, thank you. It's the spirit of glory. They give me the spirit of wisdom and revelation who you are. And you just stop for a minute and say, God, thank you. I just want to know more and more who you are in my life. Does that make sense, people? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We got to come back to this place because, see, when it says that the spirit, that the eyes of our understanding are enlightened, the example there is when the earth existed, when it was wasted and void, the spirit of God was fluttering over the face of the waters, over the face of the deep. Now, watch this. The Bible tells us that deep calls unto deep. In other words, there's a place in you that is so deep that's within your spirit, that God is calling out to that place in you that sometimes we reserve just for us. You understand that sometimes what we do in our lives is we set up escape hatches so that when life gets hard or whatever, we kind of lose ourselves in ourselves. And it's deep inside somewhere. And inside there, we're free to think whatever we want. You know, I'm out of here. Uh, you know what? I'm just gonna bail. Uh, you know what? It, it's not. It's not worth it. And and how many have had those feelings in one way or another with the things of God? Who can be honest with me there? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And so what happens? God knows that, and this is why He says that in this part that the eyes of our understanding would be enlightened. And it's the same example given in Genesis one two, which says the spirit of wisdom, that spirit of God. He flutters over the deep, the deep areas of our life. And you know what he's doing? He wants to come in, but he cannot come in until you invite him in. That's the key. You know what God does? He wants to be involved in every part of your life and help you. When you call out to help, the Spirit of God flutters. That's the Holy Spirit. He gave the Holy Spirit, he gave God, a piece of God, the fullness of who God is to help us. He call, they call him the helper. They call him the teacher, the comforter, the guide. These are all the names of the Holy Spirit. And he waits for you to invite him and say, Jesus, this, you know what, you can be saying life sucks for me right now. I don't, you know, don't matter what you're going through. It may be that everything on the outside looks good, but there's just something on the inside of you that just doesn't, isn't good. And you, 
Number one, you don't feel like you want God because you plateaued. Can I tell you something? When you, you know, there's a. When I was a kid, I was riding a bike and we would go fast, 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 fast. After a while, no matter how much I pedaled, I wanted something more. I wanted faster. And so, as as I wanted something faster, I got a different bike, something with more speed, at a five speed. And then I wanted more. I wanted something even faster. And then I got a 10-speed. Then I wanted something faster. And, and uh, I thought, you know, then we got into motor, motor, motor biking. And, and the, the more you want, what happens is after a while, even fast doesn't feel fast. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, when you're used to driving 90 miles an hour in a car and you start driving back to 60 and 70 miles an hour, doesn't it ever feel like you're just crawling? Those of you that drive. I guess most of you don't drive. You don't know what that feeling is. <laughs> yeah. But no, because I, I don't ever go over 90 miles an hour. I think it's coming up to me. I need to pray for him and tell him to stop lying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but, but you guys know what I'm saying is that, you know, pretty soon the things that satisfied you yesterday aren't the things that satisfy you today in the things of God. Do you understand what I'm saying? We're designed to go deeper and deeper. But we have to ask him to come into those, to those deep areas. And many times, can you, you know, we can be honest, and sometimes we don't want him to go there because we reserve those spots just for us. And then we get frustrated with our own thoughts and the, because our own thoughts will soon become words that ensnare you because this is what, you know, sometimes, you know, a word spoken carelessly isn't a word that's going to come to pass in your life. But it's the word spoken carelessly that becomes part of your life is what's going to mess you up. Because at some point you hear something come out, that's a warning sign. You say, wow, I can't believe that came out of me, Father, in Jesus' name. Uh, I don't want to go in that direction. And what happens is, you know what? There's nothing wrong with asking God, God, I want your fire. I just want more. Because, see, let me ask you something. This is something we've got to settle. If we're praying this prayer, um, let me go back to ask uh, each of you. Um, I, I like to, uh, guest 13. Thank you for showing up. Um, let me ask each of you. Do you have, do you desire the presence of the Father in your life? You know, this is something, this is something you, you need to come clean with. Do you desire the presence of God in your life? And, and uh, Mark, what about you? Do you desire the presence of God in your life? I do. In all honesty, I really, really do. But well, no, again, no, don't say but right now, because that means that you cancel everything out. I want the presence of God in my life. When you say but, you cancel it and you add something else. But just say that right now. You really do. What about you, Seth? I would want it, but I don't think I'd actually keep it going. That's like that's like entering into a sport to win and say, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna be the champ. But you know what, I don't think I just, I don't think I'll keep it going. That's like you know what, 
I know I could ace this test, but you know what? I don't, I'll quit somewhere in the middle. Why would that be an attitude in you? Because I know how I am. Well, let me ask you something. It, once a forest fire started, how hard is it to put it out? Really hard. <laughs> right. So if the fire of God starts in you, see, I just want to point out the folly in what you're saying. If the fire of God hits you, how hard would it be to put it out? Um, Same as a forest fire, right? Yeah. Because, see, the key there is that, you know, when you're on fire, I'll just share it with you. People would say stuff to Pam and me, and we'd be like, oh, honey, look at these clowns. The disciples, they'd get whipped. And they come back to the camp, and and the people were saying, right on. Man, let the nations rage. Look at this. We want what you get. We want, you know what? I want to get beat up for Jesus' sake. I want to go out there and tell more people. I want to do a miracle where the, where the, the crippled people walk, and they get mad at me and do this. And they, they ask God to give them boldness, to put continued fire. And, and then the place where they prayed was shaken. See, when you, when you have the fire of God on the inside, even a thrashing, it's like, that's cool. I'll take it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Hold on a second. Hold on. I'm not a... I didn't answer. And so... What happens is we got to get to a place where, you know, let me ask again, you know, the fire of God. What do you, how about you, Xavier? Do you desire the presence of God with you? Of course. Okay, well, you, you said of course, good. What about you, Dee? Yeah. Danielle? Absolutely. Okay, well, see, these are, if that's a desire, then as you begin to pray this prayer, expect results, expect things to change. Because that, that's a, you know, like we got, Mark, what was your, what was your butt? You know, you said, you know, you desire the presence of God in your life, and then you said, but what was, what was going to come next? I do, but. There's always something that stops me. And even if it's a small thing, somehow it always stops me. So what you're saying is that your spirit man's a wuss. Yes. Right? So the flesh is big and bad because this is, you know, isn't that something that when circumstances come, your flesh turns around and says, oh, do it again. Hit me harder. In other words, your flesh doesn't quit and say, oh, man, you better run to God. Your flesh keeps going, doesn't it? Yeah. Now, you know what's funny is that, isn't that true in all of us? Isn't it crazy that we throw God out of our boat right away? Something yeah. That, when something happens, we throw God out and we keep all the crap in our in our life. Think, no, just think, think about this because this is what we all do. 
crap comes, and instead of throwing out the crap, what do we do? For whatever reason, we get kind of mad at God. We're a little miffed at God. And then we throw him out of the boat and continue to swim with the crap. And, and it may not be crap in your eyes. It's like you get pissed at God, and, you, and, and instead of that, you make it a movie night. All right, let me just drown myself in movies. Let me drown myself in my music. Let me drown myself in my game. Let me drown myself in, in, in whatever. You know, let me, let me study science instead of God. Whatever it may be. Because just like with, with, just like with Nacho Libre, there was always that one who wants to put their faith in science when, when all the bad stuff goes down. They want to put their hands on something that's tangible that they can see with their eyes and something they can touch with their hands. Isn't that right? Yes. Yes. Yep. Heck yeah, very true. Mm-hmm. And, and, well, it is. It's very true. And this is why the Word of God a few times talks about putting faith, and watch what it says, with Timothy it said this, in the invisible God. You know, and, and that's why at one point he said the same thing. He said, unto the king eternal, immortal, immovable, the only wise God, the honor and glory forever and ever, amen. You know when he said that? He was going through changes. He was ready to quit the ministry, and Paul ended up talking to him and calling, you know, that was one of his spiritual sons. But instead, he said, unto the king, immortal, immovable, the only wise God, the honor and glory. What he did is he, he hung on, and, and you know what the picture, the word picture in the Greek is? Is you're in a ship, and you, the only thing left is the mast, and you're holding on to that mast, and you refuse to quit, and you say, unto the king eternal, immortal, immovable. Because everything else in his life was being shaken. And he and he held on to the confession that God is God no matter what. Isn't that amazing? When, it, when you think about all the stuff that's going down? See, yes, it is. You know, you think about that, isn't it? And so we can go back to that prayer. This is why this prayer is so powerful because it, it talks about the eyes of our understanding, they'll be enlightened, we'll see, we'll know him even more, we'll know what the hope. You know what's so important? Isn't that something that when you're going through changes, stop and think about this, watch, watch. Watch. Let me give you an example. When you're going through changes and you're praying that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened, or you're knowing what is the hope of his calling. Now, <laughs> God, once it changes, God, I need you. Things are happening all around me. I pray that you open my eyes and see, and you get to see God as who he is, your deliverer, your champion, all of these things, right? Are you with me so far, guys? Yeah, I'm with you. Now watch what he's going to get back to. He's going to reveal, as you start going through changes, you know what he goes back to? Your calling. He's going to make it more sure that in the midst of the fire that you're going through, he brings you back that you would have your understanding be enlightened and that you would know the hope of his calling in your life. He takes you back to mystery 
you know, being coming uh, one aspect of coming back to mystery is walking in the spirit. Why? Because when you walk in the spirit, watch this, you're walking in the knowledge of his word, but you're also walking in the knowledge of who he's made you to be. Now, you know what a lot, in a lot of cases what's going to remind you who you are very basically is that Yeah, thank you, Jesus. You know, when we begin to understand who we are in him, you're a, aren't you a king and a priest? Come on, let me hear y'all. Are you? Do you guys all know that you're kings and priests? Yes, I do. Yes. Yep, yep. Y'all know this? Yep. Yep, yep. Now, if you know that you're a king and a priest, why do you allow yourself to be treated as though you're not? And I'm talking in the spirit. Uh, you know, I don't tell you to get into people's faces and stuff like this. But I'm just talking about beginning in the spirit, beginning to understand who we are in the spirit. You know, a lot of times we have more patience or in, more impatient when we're mistreated in the natural. But we kind of let the devil have field day with us. You know, when was the last time you got indignant with the devil and you just said, you know what, you need to get out of my life right now? You know, sometimes we... You know, I sometimes I watch I, all the time. I watch this the show Supernatural, and a lot of times we treat the devil like like the two guys treat Craw- Crawley. We sit down and have a drink with him, but rarely do we tell the devil to get out of our lives. And and in that show, sometimes they have a deal. They, they have a deal with the devil. How many of you have ever said, God, you know what, I'm at this point where I just want to, I can't take any more, so I'm going to bail. What's that? I have felt like And who else has ever thought like that? Because I want us to come into a place of permanence. Have you ever thought that way, uh, uh, Mark? I haven't felt that way to the point where I should give up on the Lord. You know what? I have. I'm lying. I actually have. I do remember a time. I'm sorry. Yes, I have. How about you, Seth? I've never really gotten to that point because I feel like as soon as I get to that point, I, I know that I've kind of committed the unpardonable, unpardonable sin, and I feel like there's no return from that. So, like, no matter how mad I might get at God, I always have that deep down in my heart, like, I still love him. Okay. All right. Was the question, have we ever gotten to the point where we wanted to uh, give up on God? Yes. Yeah. Oh, in that case, no way. 
No way. I've been, I, me personally, I've been through too much to even let that thought come into my mind. All right. What about you, Danielle? Oh, sorry. Uh, I'd say that I've had those thoughts, definitely. Okay. Um, I wouldn't say that I've completely, like, I, w- I wouldn't say that I've ever gotten to a place where I feel like I'm definitely going to hell, <laughs> but I've, yeah. I've definitely had those thoughts. All right. Well, you know what? Can, can I, I, I appreciate your honesty, guys, and, and I watch. One of the things that it says is that the eyes of understanding be enlightened. The Bible says that he gives you hope in your calling. Why do you suppose he's always talking about your calling? You know that it is on the road to being who you're supposed to be and on the road towards your destiny that God puts all things together for you. You know that we love him because he first loved us. He, he initiates. Well, when he initiates the highway for your place, he wants you to start taking some steps in the direction that you're supposed to go. Can I tell you something that how many have ever heard me say this again? That many of the answers to your prayer are on the road to your destiny. Yes, I've heard that. And a lot of times we want God to answer our prayer where we're at. We want to dictate to God what he will do in our lives. And he has already declared what he will do in your life on the road or your assignment or your destiny. And then what happens is on that road, he begins to release the riches of his glory and his inheritance in the saints. In other words, each of us on the road to where we're going in, in the hope of his calling have the inheritance that he has in you released. And then you begin to understand how much power there is to us who believe. And it's according to the working of the power of his might. In other words, the, the dynamic power, the explosive power of God begins to work in you as you believe him on the road towards your assignment and your destiny. And he begins to reveal all of that to you. And a lot of times we want God to show, can I tell you something? He'll show up in a dream. He'll show up wherever. He may put you in a trance. He may talk to you in all kinds of different ways. But number one, it starts with desire. Number two, it starts with trust. You know, that trust is, 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 is something that, that you've got to come to a place where you trust God. And I appreciate that some of you say, you know what, I've, I've gone to that place where I feel like I want to bail, but then I remember it's God, and, I, and I'm not going to. You know, you might have the thought. The devil actually plants those thoughts. It's not your mind. A lot of people say, well, this is my mind. Really, you know what, come on, guys. Um, there's two forces that rule and govern this whole world. It's God through the believer, and it's the enemy through his followers. So at every point, I like I like how the, the song that Dylan sang. You got to serve somebody. There's only one, there's only two. And and he said that that power that he wrought in Christ when he raised him out of the dead. How much power do you think it takes to raise someone out of from the dead? And this is where you got to believe that your position is at the right hand of God in the heavenly places. See, if the principalities and authorities are picking on you, you're not taking your place. Because you have to understand that he puts you in the heavenly places far above all the principalities, authority, might, and lordship of every name that is named, 
not only in this age, but the one that's to come. So if you feel like everything around you is beating you up, you need to take your place. Are you listening to what I'm saying? D, did you hear what I'm saying? I heard. Danielle, thank you. How about you, Xavier? I heard, heard, by the way. How about the Ponce family? I got it. Now, but this is why this prayer is so important, because it, it lets you know. Can I tell you something? Sometimes when things are coming at you all kinds of ways, you know what? I think, Lord, I take my place. I'm above all these things. I'm at your right hand. That's my position is at his right hand. I'm on assignment. I'm down here on assignment, but my place is above. Can I tell you something? When I, how many know, have you ever been somewhere and you have a view of the city and you look up from above and you see the city in such a different place? And then how many have ever been like in downtown and you're walking between the buildings and you feel so small? Did, does anybody ever felt that way anywhere before? Yeah, I've done that. Yeah. But when when you have a view of the city, it's almost like you could just see everything in a different perspective. How many understand that? When you guys are running through, and myself and everyone included, when we're running in the middle of a whole bunch of situations, we have to begin, watch this. You know what? This is a counterfeit. How many ever remember, I don't know if you ever saw the movie or, or you remember... Uh, other people having the example, but do you remember that movie, the, the new the new War of the Worlds, when they kept trying to put um, the, Dakota Fanny, and she'd go into her her little safe place, and she'd make a little box, and she'd hide in her safe place. Does anybody remember that? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I do. And a lot of us have our own safe place, especially guys. We have a safe place. We we think in we think we think in boxes, and we have places that we go to. And, you know, a lot of the places we go to are dangerous because when we go inside ourselves, there's nothing good. The, the Word of God said that in you is nothing good. But in Christ, we have everything good. And so what happens is you trust the Spirit of God in you. He makes all things new. And if it lines up with him, then, then we're good. See, so the power that abides in you is the same power that raised Christ from the dead. So you're not powerless. What he did is he put all things under your feet and, gave, and, and it says he gave him, Jesus, the head over all things, which is his body, the fullness of all, who fills it all. And so this is why when we talk about this prayer and you get into the word and pray this prayer every day, I heard one of y'all say that you would have prayed in the morning and prayed at night. That's a good thing. Sometimes you want to get in there and you, you think about that and you pray during the day. There's sometimes in the middle of the day I think, I think about, especially this one, Father, thank you that you reveal my call and the riches of your glory and the inheritance of the saints, and what, and, and, and what the exceeding greatness of his power to me as I believe in the working of the power of your might in me, which he wrought in Christ Jesus when we raised him from the dead. Thank you, Father, I'm not powerless. But that same power that raised Christ from the dead lives in me, and it will make alive my mortal body. In other words, my mortal body will put up with great things with the power of God that's in me. Do you understand why it's so important to pray the word? Because what it does is, the, the, the Word of God says that the entrance of this Word brings light. But not only that, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word. You can't get faith with just mentally acknowledging the Word of God. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by His Word is what gives us faith. Do you understand? This is why speaking His Word has so much power. A lot of times we think, 
okay, I believe in God, I believe in God, I believe in God. That doesn't give you faith. It gives you mental affirmation. Are you with me here? Yes. See, we've got to get beyond mental affirmation and really begin to give yourself to him completely because that's what it means is you give yourself to him completely. You want to succeed in all the issues of life? Give yourself to God completely. Some people say, God, please fight for me. Well, the Bible says that Jesus does the fighting for us, but we have to be his completely. You know, what's really funny is that I saw a movie recently, and it was, it was a pretty good movie, and and, and uh, this lady wanted to, to win a fight in court, but she kept opening her mouth instead of letting the judge answer. She kept trying to speak her part in it, and she was getting in trouble to the point where she was almost held in contempt. Well, you know, a lot of times we, we say we give our life to God, but we don't shut our, we don't shut our mouths. You know, we we want to say our, what's going on in our life and let God, from his perspective, tell you what's going on in his life, in your life, and you'll see it through the word of God. And a lot of times we hold ourselves in contempt because we know that what's in us is not good. And instead of being in faith, we're angry with God for being in a situation that we're in. And then we're angry with ourselves a lot because we allow ourselves to be in a situation. But when you put your faith in God, he gets you out of the situation and he leads you by his spirit. And you know the crazy thing, in the, the crazy, crazy, crazy thing, and then I'm going to ask you some questions after this, is that he wants us to keep our love on while we're, while, while we're getting things right, while we're working, because faith works by love. So let's go back to this, because I want us to... I want us to touch base. I'm going to touch base with you with it throughout the week concerning this, but we're also going to do this concerning, you know why I wanted all you to do this? It's because I love all of you, and I want the fire of God to come back into your heart. You know what? Some of you had a real strong going, and you were doing great, and then things got crazy, and things got weird, and things you know, just didn't seem the same anymore. And you love God, but now you're just going through the mechanics. And you know what? You're doing things out there without God, you know, you, you left them out in the car while you do your thing, you know, and, and, or you left them at home while you do your thing, you know, or you, you know, you say, you know, God, you stay in the kitchen, I'm going to do my thing, whatever it may be, you're not inviting Jesus Christ into every part of your life. Now, after this, what we're saying here, uh, uh, we're going to, we're going to close it up right now. Does anybody have something to add or to say right now before we go on? Anybody? Yeah, I was. I wasn't gonna say it, but since you asked the second time, um, mm-hmm. I was just thinking that as as you were talking about the the person in court who just wouldn't be quiet. Um, a lot of times, for myself, including, and I've seen other people do this, where they they've been almost church their whole life, and they know the word pretty well, and they know what scriptures almost combat everything that they're going that they're going through or every thought that they might hear but um and I've noticed 
notice this in myself that I we don't take the time to just stop and hear God. Yes, the mm-hmm. word is what what God has put forth, but we also do have the Holy Spirit who teaches us all things. So a lot of my mistakes is I haven't just stopped to hear clear directions or even just let him love on me in that way. Well, you know what? That is so true. You're absolutely right. What Does anybody concur with that? In your pond? What about you, Mark? Yeah. I can I can see that, yeah. Xavier? I said yes. What about you, D? Uh I I can Yes. Now let me ask you something. Guess thirteen. What about you? What 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 do you have to say on this? You could type it in. We'll talk about it. You know, it it, it gets down to. Can I tell you something? It really gets down to what we started with. It's having the desire, to, isn't it? You know, yeah, it does. You know, and and here's here's what we we have to come to this place right now. Do you have the desire for more of God in your life? You know, guess thirteen. Do you have the desire for more of God in your life? How about you, little D? How about do you have the desire for more of God in your life? Absolutely. Mark, do you have the desire for more of God in your life? Yes. Xavier, do you have the desire for more of God in your life? No doubt. Danielle, do you have the desire for more of God in your life? Yes. Beth, how about yourself? Yeah. Well, you know what? I'll pray a prayer for you all. Yes, 13, do you have anything to add or anything to say right now? And you've been kind of quiet on there. You haven't really typed in anything. I, I appreciate you being on the line with us, and and uh, I'm glad that you logged in with us. I hope that you do join us in this prayer. And you know what? It's a prayer. Listen to me. I want more of God. I want the fire of God in me. I want things to change in my life. See, see if you really want change in your life, this is this is where we start. This is where we start. You know, so guess 13, you were away a little bit. Do you want more of God in your life? That's what we're asking. Do you have a desire for more of God in your life? Because, see, God will straighten out your... See, can I tell you something? The answer isn't to stay a step away. It, the answer is to stay a step closer. And, and as we have the desire for more of God, 
you also have the desire to be around God's people more. And what happens is sometimes we're so involved with, with people who aren't on fire, for, with people that aren't uh, uh, in the place where they need to be with God. And what happens is their attitude and their lifestyle, whether we want it or not, begins to be part of our lifestyle. It, begin, it begins to be part of who we are. And we begin to take the attitudes and ways of those that aren't on fire. Because, see, we will know with those that we're with the most. And if we're not influencing their life in a way in which they desire Jesus Christ to be the center of their life, then they are influencing us to have less of God in our life. And so, you know what? And that, this is awesome because we're going we're gonna to pray right now. You understand what I'm saying? It's not that you're in all this deep sin, but what happens is if we're not... This is why Paul, why, why that letter to the Ephesians says that we would have, in the midst of the stuff you're going through and you're praying, he says that you would know the hope of your calling. I am always amazed when I read that because I'm saying, God, I need you so much. He goes, well, then you, you get with me. I'm going to enlighten your eyes. You're going to know. You're going to have more wisdom and understanding. You're going to know the hope of your call. I'm thinking, wait, what does my call have to do with all of this stuff? Well, because it's on the, it's on the road towards your assignment and your destiny that all your prayers are being answered. That's where your strength comes from. It's like when, remember when, when Moses was going to hit up, God, you know, you're going to talk to the most powerful man in the, in the known world, and you're going to tell him to let God's people go. And, and Moses sitting there said, well, how, how, how will, you know, what do I say? How will I? He goes, I'm with you. See, to, to the degree that, he, that Moses wanted God, to that degree, God was with him. See, a lot of times we call out to God, but because we don't, we're not involved with him, then, and don't desire him, then he's going to show up according to your desire. Does that make sense, people? Does that make sense, guys? So we're going to pray a prayer, and, and I'm going to pray, and then when I finish, you will finish your prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we desire your fire. We desire the zeal in our hearts for you. Lord, and, and, and we desire that, that, that the eyes of understanding, Father, that they would be enlightened, Father, that we would, that we would come to that place, Father, to, that, you know, that we understand that you would give us a spirit of, of wisdom and revelation and recognition of you, that, that the eyes of our understanding would be enlightened, that we may know what the hope of our of, of, of your call in our life is and what the riches of the glory of the inheritance, our inheritance is, and that we would know the exceeding greatness of your power that's in us, Father, as we believe. And as we believe, Father, we understand that the working of your power and might would be in us. And, Lord, that we understand that that resurrection power of God lives in us, Lord, that that power that he, that he brought through in Christ as he raised him from the dead, that we would have that power in us and that we would recognize that we are seated in the heavenly places far above principality and authority and might and lordship, and that every name that is named, not only in this age, but in the coming one, he put all those names under his feet, and we've got the greater name, which is Jesus. Now, Lord, we give our life to you. We just commit every aspect of our life to you, and we want to follow you. We want to follow you, Jesus. We want to follow you, Lord. Lord, give us eyes to see and ears to hear, Lord. In Jesus' name. Now, one by one, each of you just begin to close off this prayer and pray your desire. 
Dear Father, Lord, let there be no distractions at all. Um, no matter what, Lord, we'll always love you and we'll always look to you no matter what situation that we are in, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, God, that our eyes will not become jaded by the devil, Lord, and that we will be able to keep a clear sight and keep a clear path to where you want us to go, Lord. And nothing will be able to stop us, Lord. Thank you, Father, that our minds on you and that the fire is renewed and won't burn us. Thank you, Father, that we have the desire to keep burning. Maybe in that. And thank you, Lord, for, for the daily reminders that you are with us. And we command our, our spirits and our minds to come in line with that which you have for us and what you'd be leading us into all throughout the day. Thank you, Father. And we break the chains that are holding us down, Father, and the strongholds that are in front of us, Father. We just break down those walls right now in the name of Jesus, Father. We just ask right now that as we come together as one, Father, that in a sense, Father, we're all going to be each other's shelter, Father, when we need it. That we're going to come under as as one body, Father, as one unit, and come together and unite together so that we're stronger in the things that we need to operate with you, Father. And we just ask right now that you give us favor throughout our days, Father. You keep our minds set on you, Father. There's a pulling, Father, that there's a a longing to want to get into your presence, Father, to want to be closer with you. Father, to have your presence constantly surround us, Father. We just ask right now for all of us as we're agreeing that we have that longing to constantly want to be around you, Father, to constantly want to feel you around us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Yes, sir. They type it in the prayer. Amen. Uh, you know, in Jesus' name. And, and, and can I tell you something? Here's a quote. Some of you may need this. This is a quote, and I'm going to be reading it to you. Listen carefully. Because this will be one of confession. I may have done what they say I did, but I'm not what they say I am. Amen to that. Yes, I'm going to say it again. I may have done what they say I did, but I am not what they say I am. That's your affirmation from God. That's the highest source. That's your shield of faith. And you stand. You see, the shield of faith, you ever know, did you ever notice that the shield of faith doesn't have a mouth? The shield of faith is, you know, you speak his word. And but that shield of faith covers the heart and covers the vital organs. And so when you raise up your shield of faith, it's a defense. And you speak the word and you remind yourself what the word says. Because the storm of words that come out may be coming at you. But faith, your shield of faith determines what gets in. You raise that shield and you speak the word. And one of those things is, that I may have done what they say I did, but I am not what they say I am. 
And so you stand strong in the in the things of God, and you'll stand your ground. And see, you're you're not going to bail from your assignment. You're going to continue forth in what God has for you, and you're going to do it successfully. And so this is this is for Mark. This is for for mm-hmm. Seth and for Xavier. This is for little V. You know, this is this is for for uh, Danielle, and, and and this is for our guest thirteen. And and I'm letting you know that. And so you hold up the shield of faith and you speak what the word says you are. That's why the hope that you possess has everything to do with your calling. And, and part of that, number one, is one of the first things that you understand that you're a king and a priest unto God. And so you reign in Christ Jesus here on this earth. So anyway, let me ask you something. And, and I'm not going to ask all of y'all. Does this, does this help? Speak. Yeah, absolutely. How about you, Mark? Yeah. How about you, Danielle? Yes, I hope very much. Xavier? Yes, sir, very much. And how about you, Senor Pond? Yeah. That sounds like I'm speaking. Well, you know, we're going to get together and talk to you again. We may not cover this prayer, but I want you all to pray this prayer and, and begin to pray it all the time. Just pray it all the time and, and mean it. You know what, Seth, and I, 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 I appreciate, did you know that it, it took me, because I was kind of logical too, it took me a while, but you know that there, I heard a preacher say that once to put the Bible on the chair. Because sometimes in the hard times, it's hard to figure out, wait, wait. Because sometimes we like to think to figure our own way out. But I've learned over years to trust him. Four times that I put the Bible on a chair, table, or on the map. That um, tangible part of God. And and it helps, brother. And, I, and thank you for your honesty and bringing that out. But it really helps. So I want you to go ahead and try that. Okay, Seth? Okay. And you know what? And, and, and you may have a Bible on your phone. But get a physical Bible because it may make a big difference. So, okay. All right, guys. Any other questions, just call me. Things come up when you're praying this prayer, call me. I'm making myself available. Father, I release and close out this meeting now. And I pray that your fire, Father, begin to burn within each of these as they begin to pray the prayer. Father, I pray that the eyes of their understanding will be enlightened, Father, and they will begin to know you and recognize you in every area of their life in Jesus' name. Amen. And good night, everybody. Good night, y'all. Good night.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.